what about your approach to life do you need to change? If you just paused after hearing this question, good, because it is an invitation to pause and consider the same when it comes to money. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the human side of money because success with money is never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I'm really, really glad you've taken the time to join me today. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to give you an update and let you know that my coaching spots for July are booked, but if you're interested in possibly getting started in August, well, then let's talk. As you may have heard me say, when I work with my clients, I am deeply invested in helping you get better at running the business of what you do. That tends to look a lot like helping you gain more insight about what's working and what isn't with your business model, your sales process, your pricing strategy, helping you to enhance your decision-making skills, and helping you to cultivate a process for applying your learnings from our coaching engagement so that you make business decisions that center the health of your personal finances. And that's just to name a few. My goal is to co-create with you a roadmap so that you are more successful, profitable, and not broke. Not broke financially, not broke energetically, and not broke creatively. If you'd like to chat about what this may look like for you and your business, then let's schedule a discovery call and see if there's a fit. Send me a DM on IG. Let me know you want to schedule a discovery call and we'll get things going and take things from there. Now, let's dive into today's show. Jean-Paul Sartre, I believe I am saying his name correctly, French novelist, playwright, and philosopher said, man is nothing other than his own project. When I first read those words many years ago, all I could say was, oof, ain't that the truth? Because this adulting thing, it is not easy. It's not easy if for no other reason than the fact that so much of doing it well requires that you and I have to learn on the job. Case in point, developing your approach to life. You have a particular way of living your life. Everyone does. For Dustin Moskowitz, co-founder of Asana, it's practicing mindfulness. He says, quote, by stopping regularly to look inward and become aware of my mental state, I stay connected to the source of my actions and thoughts, end quote. For Katia Beauchamp, co-founder of Birchbox, it's the belief that, quote, there are many paths to success. There is no one path. There is strategy, execution, and iteration, end quote. And one more example. For Logan Green, co-founder of Lyft, it's the commitment to taking on, quote, giant problems that matter to people and move the world forward in a meaningful way rather than in short-term fads, end quote. For you, dear listener, what is it? What's your particular way of living your life? 
even if you can't describe it as succinctly as the examples I've just shared, whatever your approach to life, it represents your philosophy of life. It's your filter for the decisions and the choices you make and the actions you take. Your approach to life helps you keep things like your values and beliefs in perspective as you evaluate opportunities and when disappointment and misfortune knock on your door. And because your philosophy of life is a concatenation of many elements, including your goals, vision, attitudes, purpose, principles, and motivation, and they are influenced by the events that you experience, it's easy to see how a choice that is right for someone else, whether that is a family member, a friend, a work colleague, or heck, even a total stranger, may not necessarily be so for you. The sneaky thing about asking the question that I posed at the top of our time together is that it's really an invitation to pause and consider this. What about your approach to money do you need to change? Because you have a particular way of managing your money and how you approach life is likely how you also approach your money. So when the condition of your finances and the financial results you are experiencing aren't what you want, you may want to view that as life's way of trying to get you to pay attention to something. Usually, though, that something is beneath the surface. In other words, the answer to meeting your financial goals or getting your financial SHIT together isn't going to be as simple or obvious as cutting back on the number of times you go to Starbucks. That may be part of the answer, but it rarely is the answer exclusively or entirely. Why? Because changing what you do without first changing why you do it only addresses the symptom, not the root cause. Also, there's the matter of the rules of money, which never change. One plus one will always equal two. Spending less than you earn will always be the wiser choice to make. Having your money work for you will always be the prudent way to go. You've heard these missives countless times. I'm bringing this all up because we are in the third quarter, my friends. I know, obvious, but it bears repeating because good Lord, time is moving so quickly. We are rounding third base, as some might say, moving rather quickly to the end of the year. So the question of what do you need to change when it comes to money isn't a rhetorical one. And asking it now provides the runway to implement any adjustments you might need to consider. In that spirit, here are a few ideas for you to contemplate. Let's call it change from this to that. Beginning with this, change from fear to having a plan. When you reflect back on the year thus far, how many of your decisions were made from a place of fear and worry about what could go wrong because of what has gone wrong in the past? Actions based on a plan is the best way to quiet down the fear gremlins. So if you're one of those people that keeps everything in your head, this is the perfect time 
to change to making financial decisions from a written plan. And then that also means that you probably need to have written goals if you're not someone who does that. That's idea number one. Here's number two. Change from doing it alone to working with a financial professional and partner. Everyone has the ability to manage their money on their own. You can Google an answer to almost any and every financial question that you have. And now there are even apps to help with tracking, saving, investing, and even with estate planning. There are more apps today in 2022 than existed in 2008, as an example. But personalizing the information you find online, that is a completely different story, as is turning that information into valuable insight. And this is where partnering with a financial professional can prove to be a really smart next move. On to suggestion number three, change the story you tell others and yourself. Almost everyone operates with subconscious beliefs about money. Perhaps you believe there's never enough money or that it's difficult to make money or to keep money. Or maybe you feel guilty about the money you have or about a financial mistake. In order to have a more positive experience with money, you'll need to make peace with the events and the people, including yourself, that have influenced your beliefs in a negative way. You'll also need to change how you describe money's impact on your life and spend more time focusing on your strengths and the good experiences that you've had with money. Though not in some Pollyannish sort of way, you know, but more like taking deliberate actions that accompany your words because there's no denying the power of your words, especially where money is concerned. It's one of the many reasons why in the intro and every opportunity I get, I emphasize over and over and over that money is never just about the numbers. Psychology, emotions, and habits play a crucial role in how you think about money. They influence the degree to which you feel confident and in control. They determine whether you mostly deal with money when it's a headache because something has gone wrong or if you adopt a more proactive approach. Sure, going beyond the numbers requires doing deeper work, but in the long run, it is what reduces and mitigates any stress or anxiety you may have about the money moves you're currently making or need to be prepared to make. And guess what? Turns out that going deeper may be just what you need to do to either stay on track with the momentum you've created thus far or to give you the headwind to help you to catch up to where it is that you want to be so that you can finish the year strong. Well, that is it for today's episode. As always, thank you for listening all the way until the end. If today's episode sparked an aha or reflection, I'd love to hear more. So please send me a DM on Instagram. If you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast or perhaps this particular episode, please share it so we can reach more people. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review because we do read them. 
And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Thank you so much for joining and listening today. I'll be back next week. I hope you will too. Until then, remember, it's about more than money. Thank you.